welcome to Beauty Island, the award-nominated beauty podcast that celebrates life and lipstick. I am your host, beauty journalist Brittany Stewart. This is another episode of Beauty Isolation, a special mini-series of Beauty Island. Now, normally I ask my guests about the eight beauty products that have a special memory or meaning for them, the ones they'd take to a desert island or beauty island that I am sending them off to. In Beauty Isolation, however, they pick the eight products that have played a significant role for them in quarantine, the ones they're using, ditching or rediscovering in isolation. We explore how their relationship to beauty has changed during this time, as well as conversations around self-care, how they're going and what they're most looking forward to. Today, my guest is Kate Lancaster, beauty writer at Elle and Harper's Bazaar Australia. She's also the creator of the Self-Care Section, a beauty Instagram account highlighting and celebrating Australian beauty businesses. We debated about daytime versus nighttime showers, talked about the best smelling dry shampoo, and why we need to make the language we use to talk about our skin more positive. Kate talks really eloquently about skin positivity and neutrality with a reminder I think we could all do with hearing. As always, the links to all the products that Kate talks about in this episode are in the show notes, as well as where to follow her and the self-care section. If you enjoy Beauty Isolation, please subscribe, rate and review and share with a friend. As an independent podcast, those things really help other people to discover the podcast, which means that I can keep on making it for you. I'd love to hear your Beauty Isolation favourites. Come and chat to me on Instagram over at at Beauty Island Podcast and play along. I've actually got a graphic, um, an Instagram story graphic that you can share to your Instagram story and fill in. Just tag me at Beauty Island Podcast and that graphic is saved in the highlights on my profile. Now over to Kate. Enjoy. Kate, welcome to the Beauty Isolation edition of Beauty Island. Yes, very different island from my experience. <laughs> I know. it's. I haven't quite worked out what this island is going to look like, but it probably feels a lot like our homes at the moment. <laughs> well, mine feels very small, very crowded. Um, there's a lot of people here. Uh, no, there's not really. It's just me, my boyfriend and my dogs, but it's a very small house. So the small island. These kind of questions feel very loaded and strange in these times, but how are you going today or how's your week been? Um, I actually had... Like I've had a really busy couple of weeks, Um, obviously with um, all of the changes that have happened in the last month, some things have had to be done differently in my job in magazines. So, you know, we've had to do things quicker than we normally would have or potentially just rethink any ideas that we initially had, which is actually really great for creativity. I feel like I've had to really stretch my brain in the last few weeks, but it's been very, very busy, but we've just put two more issues to bed so feeling a little bit of a can take a little bit of a breath right now and amazing well done yeah yeah so that's been good but that's pretty much just been consuming my life for the past few weeks we'll kick off with the first product or habit on your list which is the thing that's become your kind of non-negotiable thing in your quarantine that you're always trying to do or use what is that for you for me my non-negotiable thing is actually fragrance because even if I don't do anything else. Putting on fragrance makes me feel like 
I'm going somewhere, I'm seeing somebody. This makes me feel like I have my shit together. It feels purposeful and it's always about how I feel for the day. So it's almost sort of like something that I do to set myself up. So unfortunately, a lot of my really beautiful fragrances that I spritz day in and day out are actually still at the office. Um, I know, it's quite devastating to be separated from them. So normally it's Baccarat Rouge or it's Centile 33, but at home I've actually been enjoying my classic favorite for quite a few years that I actually sort of stopped wearing for a little bit. My Byredo Rose of No Man's Land, which is just such a nice scent. It's so spicy, sexy rose. You know how rose can just be a bit nana? It's yeah. actually really like, yeah, it's the first, one of the first scents um, I fell in love with when I moved to Sydney. And it just reminds me of when I first moved four years ago, because it's all I would wear. So it's nice. It's also kind of nostalgic. Love it. Tell me how your beauty regime has changed since quarantine, kind of on a daily basis. Are you, or before were you always wearing makeup every day and is that stayed the same or how's that changed in quarantine? It has changed. I mean, I would wear makeup, makeup to work every day just because I felt like it made me feel more polished. I am still wearing makeup in quarantine because it gives me a little sense of joy. And again, it really makes me feel like I'm getting up and going somewhere and it just makes me feel more confident. Isn't that so funny that like even just sitting down at your laptop with makeup on for me just makes me feel so much more together and ready to start the day, even though literally no one can see me unless we're on a Zoom meeting. (laughs) And even then they can't really. So it's just, it's one of those things, but I find it really boosts my mood, but I would say it's definitely adapted to be much lighter So I'm not doing any heavy foundations or anything like that. It's all very light and it's all about glow because for me, I have oily skin. So sometimes I find that I don't really reach for those sorts of Julia products during the day when I'm going to be out and about because sometimes when it reflects the sun, it looks like greasy and oily rather than like beautiful and dewy. But because I'm inside, I can like go ham on that. And I've, I have been, but yeah. And I've also just been finding that regular showers. I mean, I know this is not a hot beauty tip. That's just a hygiene essential. (laughs) It's not a hot beauty tip at all. It's just, yep. Everyone should be doing that to stay clean, but I have to get up and have a shower in the morning because again, that's just part of setting myself up for the day. And if I don't, I find that I feel more sluggish and less inclined to, I don't know, just to stick to a routine. Establishing that routine in the morning is just really important. And uh, yeah, obviously exercising as well has been a big help. Those those kind of signals or cues that like you're switching off from your play to your kind of work, I found really helpful as well. So maybe it mm. is a hot beauty That's tip exactly in these what... times. <laughs> <laughs> Have regular showers. I actually think so too. And I've been, normally I'm like a one shower a day kind of girl. I don't know. I just am way too lazy to shower before bed. Is that gross? I feel like a lot of people do that, like shower before bed. And I've told friends before that I don't do it. And they're like, that's disgusting. Is that like... No, I think, I think I think people are definitely split between the morning and evening showers. You know what I found out the other week that some people do? Hmm. A lot of people wear deodorant to bed, which I didn't know was a thing. Okay, well, I definitely don't do that. <laughs> that would be a great... That, that, you know what, though? When I have had showers at night... I have thought about that. I have like gone to go and put deodorant on because I'm such a morning shower person. Yes. I don't know. And I also just don't. Yeah. I just, I just get in the routine and I also just don't like 
going to bed with moisturizer on. Like I also don't like going to bed with tan on, but I obviously do it anyway. But I just find, I don't I don't like going to bed dry. So yeah, that's my that's a hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> what about a new product that you've been trying in these quarantine times? Is there anything so that's piqued your fancy? So many. Tell me. So many. I feel like because we are in isolation and I have less of a I don't know an objective to try and make myself look a certain way I feel like I can just go ham on products that maybe wouldn't necessarily be me so I've been trying lots of different lip colors lots of different eyeshadows I've been trying lots of new skincare although I am trying to like take it easy on that because um my skin specialist is like please don't but one of the products I'm absolutely loving is a new one that I got from Mecca. Um, they have this new brand that I've previously seen stocked on Net-A-Porter before called Revive. Have you heard of it? I haven't, no. Um, it's this really cool brand. It's very like luxe, but it's not overly well known. Um, and Mecca sent me this really nice um, moisturizer, a nightly retexturizer, which is uh, it's called the Moisturizing Renewal Cream. And basically it has actives that exfoliate while you sleep and I have really acne prone skin so for me that's like oh my god something that can hydrate me and also exfoliate me at the same time is like an absolute godsend so I've been trying that and I've actually really liked it I find that when I wake up in the morning it gives me that really good glow and I you know we all want that even in isolation and I love that it's something that you can put on while you're sleeping as well it's like the ultimate like overachiever you literally have oh, to do that thing oh it's just a shortcut when you're really lazy um and you just you're like oh my god I'm putting in so much effort I'm basically giving myself an at-home facial when really you're just putting on one cream and that's absolutely live and also just I've been trying lots of yeah like I mentioned before lots of like lip colors that I wouldn't normally wear I'm quite like a strictly like a nude lipstick girl or a red lipstick if I'm really going to be fancy I'm, I've not really been one to try out like pinks or anything like that. And I have been here. I got sent um, a new range from Mecca of Bare Minerals lipsticks and they're like stunning. So I've been trying different things them and that's actually been really fun. I think lipstick is one of those instant mood boosters that I think anyone can just relate to just putting that on and just feeling together and polished even if you're literally wearing nothing else makes such a difference absolutely and do you think those colors that you have kind of tried and tested now do you reckon you will start wearing them after or will you go back to your nudes and reds tbc i am a very big creature of habit um, unless it comes to skincare when i'm just like i just throw anything and anything on there but um, when it comes to makeup, I'm pretty basic. Like I kind of find myself doing the same things. Like I love like a taupe, bronzy kind of an eye and a nude lip or a red lip. But um, I've been sent so many great new lips. So I actually might. I actually might. And whenever I've put on like a bright pink lip, people have always complimented me on it. So maybe I should. Maybe it will be like a, a new thing that I can try out afterwards. Obviously, as well as your job as a magazine beauty writer, you have also launched another exciting project, the self-care section, which is, I'll, I'll let you explain, but I think it's such a fantastic initiative, particularly in the times that we find ourselves in with a lot of businesses and a lot of beauty businesses really hit hard by the regulations of social distancing and things like that. So talk to me a bit about what the self-care section is and what it aims to do. Yeah. So I, it kind of started because Obviously, working in the industry, you get to know a lot of people who run their own businesses. And I was watching all of them 
slowly go through the process about a month ago of you know, closing their business and trying to figure out how they would adapt in these times and how they would, you know, keep that customer base still there and um, keep everyone feeling connected. And it was just quite heartbreaking to see, you know, the other thing is that a lot of them may not potentially have the funds after this time to continue employing all of their amazing employees. So I think a lot of Australian businesses, even the bigger ones that you wouldn't normally think would be so hit hard by this situation they've got more employees than even the little guys so everybody's been affected in some way and I kind of just felt inspired by what they were doing a lot of them were immediately starting up you know little IGTV clips a lot of them were doing story takeovers and I just thought wouldn't it be great to have one place to showcase all of these amazing things that these brands are doing to help us all feel connected And I also think that self-care is such an important part of our emotional and physical well-being, um, however it looks for you, whether that means loads of beauty products or it doesn't. um, I think it's such an important part. So for to be able to provide people with somewhere that they could go, that they could, you know, get a little mood booster for the day or pick up a little trick or, you know, look at how some of the people that they follow on Instagram are getting through the times at the moment with some of their favorite Australian beauty products. For me, I just thought that would be a really nice positive thing. And the reception's been really great. Everyone's been so supportive. And I've had some really wonderful people who um, I've gotten to know in my job at Ellen Bazaar who have, you know, not even thought twice about it and just jumped on it and been so generous with their time and been really supportive of the idea. And in a way, they're also supporting, by supporting that little, you know, small little Instagram account of mine, they're also supporting other businesses who might be going through a tough time. So I wanted to make it a focus of featuring Australian businesses of all sizes. So it's been really great. A lot of people have been going on there and discovering new little beauty brands that they hadn't heard of before, which is great. And also, you know, reconnecting with some old favorites and learning a little bit more about like the people behind these brands who, you know, in my experience, most of the time, and I mean, it would be for you too, um, working in the industry, a lot of these are women who have, you know, worked really hard to build their businesses. And I've always thought that the best part of my job in media is being able to support women who have gone out there and started their own business and really made something out of it. So I thought this could kind of be an extension of that mentality. And it's just, it's just so great to be able to do something. Absolutely. And it's such a great place, as you said, to not only discover, but remind yourself of brands that maybe you'd forgotten about that you really love. And I love, and I suppose the thing is that obviously we want all these businesses to be able to endure and last through these times, because from talking to people, I think they're all going to be very busy once we're allowed to go back out again, because people are really, and maybe it's a newfound appreciation for those services as well, particularly the service-based beauty businesses, because we're all missing them like hell. (laughs) We are. Oh my gosh, my brows are insane. I literally cannot wait to go back and see my dear friend, Amy Jean. And I also can't get lash lifts. I'm really missing those. So I literally cannot wait to go and see her. But yes, it's, it's really great. And, you know, even for some people who might not be as into beauty as we are, they're kind of discovering all these businesses for the first time and they're thinking, okay, so through like, you know, watching something like a brow lamination tutorial, they're kind of like, oh, okay, so that's how that works. So, you know, they might actually be more inclined to go in salon and try it later. So yeah, it's a nice little platform for discovery of all 
facets. Onto the next product on your list, which is a product or maybe a category, a product type that you have found yourself either rejecting or not reaching for in these times that you normally would? Uh, definitely full coverage foundation. I have acne prone skin and so I tend to reach for something with a little bit more coverage. To be honest, in the last few years, I've gotten more and more comfortable with my skin and I care less about, you know, wearing more lightweight foundations, but in isolation, I have just completely ditched them. I don't, I don't like, I don't think anyone loves the feeling of a really full coverage foundation on their skin. I mean, you can definitely get some that offer great coverage and um, feel a little bit more lightweight. Um, Especially one that I've tried recently is um, that new by Terry Hydra foundation, which is more like a serum, which is really cool that those sorts of things are coming out of the industry. But for the most part, the full coverage foundations that I turn to are much thicker and heavier. And in isolation, I just want to wear light, really light based things and just things that make my skin feel good and also allow it to breathe. So I have not touched one of them for quite some time. And the reverse of that, what about a product or a category that you've rediscovered a love for or or using? In terms of rediscovered, um, I've definitely been going, trying to go through my huge stash of products. I mean, I'm sure you probably experience it as well. We are so unbelievably fortunate to be able to get to try and experience so many wonderful beauty products. And there's so many that I get sent through work and I take them home because I'm like, yes, can't wait to use them. And I'll try them a couple of times and then I'll get sent something else and I'll be excited to try that. And so I'll put that one down and sort of forget about it. It results in, you know, a very big stash. um, And I find that I sort of tend to either try new stuff or return to like, you know, old cult product favorites. So I've actually really been going through my stash in this time and just being like, okay, well, you know, what's something that I've already got that's new that I can already put in my hair to try. So one of the products that I've completely rediscovered is the um, R&Co Death Valley Dry Shampoo. It's so good. Obviously, dry shampoo is just wonderful during this time. (laughs) Yep. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's wonderful all the time, but it's particularly wonderful for the days when you just cannot be bothered. And that's me 90% of the time. So I love the smell of that one. They actually use it at the blow in um, Melbourne. I know you've been there as well. Phoebe, who is a founder, is also a really dear friend. And it reminds me of them. I remember when I went down there for the first time and they sprayed that in my hair. I was like, yeah, damn, that is a really good dry shampoo. Like that's a really good dry shampoo. Like I don't know a better smelling dry shampoo than that one. But I would just have it sitting there in my cupboard and often I would forget it was there and I would, you know, go for the Batiste, which is, again, another great dry shampoo. But uh, in the past few weeks, I have been really digging into that and it's almost empty. Not much left at all. So good and just soaks up all the oil and smells amazing at the same time. So it kind of makes me feel a little bit special, like I might be at the salon, even though I'm in my tiny, tiny bathroom. (laughs) A small escape, exactly. There's been a fair few conversations about, I feel like a lot of people are going through the same thing with whatever condition your skin was in before, just having a complete either 180 or a whole new host of things that you've never had to contend with. I know I keep talking about it. It's so disgusting. Like my skin has become so dry and dehydrated to the point of almost flakiness, which I've never had before. Are you are you in the same boat or have you had, or everything's yeah. under control? 
Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My skin is probably never under control. My skin is something that I... Um, my skin is something that I have been dealing with for the past couple of years. Uh, it hasn't particularly changed too much in isolation. It's generally quite misbehaving. If you want to, if you would like to say, um, I'm always really hesitant to describe it as bad or as the, even like, you know, blemished or anything like that, because um, I think that the way that the industry has taught us about our skin and about pimples can be quite negative. And I know there's been a lot of people in isolation who've been dealing with these kinds of breakouts and skin problems for the first time. But I do find it really interesting that we like ascribe such negative terms to our skin when we know now not to um, speak about our bodies in that way. Like we know not to be like, oh my gosh, I've put on so much weight. I'm so fat. So, you know, why, why are we saying things like, oh my gosh, my skin is so fucking shit. It's disgusting and it's breaking out and it's, it's ugly. And I, I, I know for a lot of women who have acne or have dealt with acne that they often do feel that way. And I think a lot of the products that the industry sells to us are all about hiding and concealing and um, our acne as if it's something to be ashamed of, or as if it's something that isn't something that is just completely normal and that we all experience at some point. Um, And that goes for other skin issues as well. You know, things like, you know, fixing and hiding dryness and trying to get rid of any little thing that doesn't look like, you know, the Photoshopped ideal of what skin should be. So I've always sort of struggled with that. During isolation, it's been pretty much the same, but it's been very, yeah, it's been very interesting watching other people go through it and um, experience it for the first time. I try to, you know, talk about it a little bit on my Instagram because I still think that a lot of people don't want to share their acne and don't, you know, they still have that stigma about um, wanting to hide it or think that it's a reflection of their diet or the treatments that they don't get or the products that they don't use or the products that they do use. But I think especially being in my industry, I have access to all of those things. I have access to the best kind of products. I have access to the best experts. I have access to the best treatments. And it doesn't always mean clear skin. It doesn't always mean it goes away. I have done, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, all of those things and to varying levels of success, but it doesn't ever go away completely. So I think for me, I've tried to use this time to be really, really gentle to my skin because obviously I don't have to be out and about. I don't have to be, you know, wearing makeup. Um, not that any of us should feel like we have to because we don't, but I like to wear makeup um, when I'm out and about. And for me, it's just been a really great time to give my skin a break and just be really gentle with it and really kind to it. And everybody else who I've actually gotten a lot of DMs from, you know, women experiencing, you know, pimples and stuff like that too. And I've sort of just been encouraging them to do the same. Just be nice to your skin because it's really just doing the absolute best that it can. And especially, you know, like you mentioned, like in times of stress, our skin is a big reflector of how we're feeling. I think a lot of people don't realize there's such a connection between things like our cortisol levels and how we look on the outside. It's just such a normal thing. And um, it's, it's actually kind of nice to know that everybody's going through it. And that I hope that that kind of experience will bode further understanding for people who maybe 
don't deal with skin issues at all generally. I think that's such an important reminder as well about how much our language shapes our attitude towards things. So like you were saying, we've seen that shift in body posi- the body positivity movement. We're seeing it ever so slightly in this idea of pro-aging instead of anti-aging. So I think, like you said, it's such an important shift that we need in the way that we talk about our skin as well. You know, we've had body positivity movement. We had like the body neutrality movement where it's basically like acknowledging your body as just what it is rather than ascribing, you know, good or bad terms to it. Um, And I think that's definitely sort of starting to happen with skin as well, because there's so many things like skin texture, you know, having a completely poreless complexion, like someone, I mean, working in beauty, I would say, I really don't think that that's come from a product. You know, nine times out of 10, it's come from somebody who's either been born with skin that amazing, or, you know, they may have gone on, you know, something like Rakuten, who, which is like, you know, completely transformed their face from the inside in a medical perspective. But most of us have varying degrees of skin issues. And I think it's okay to acknowledge them and you don't have to be happy about them, but I just think it's always better to just acknowledge those things about ourselves and be accepting of them and not expect everybody to look the way that, you know, a face tuned picture might look. That's why I love, you know, I absolutely love what you do on your account because, you know, I love that you review all these products and you view them in natural light and you can really see your skin and you have beautiful skin anyway, but you can really see your skin. It's because that's what's helpful for people who actually want to buy it. You know, I actually see so many people on Instagram being like, I love this foundation. It looks great. Like it made my skin feel completely flawless. And it's really obvious that they have face tuned the picture. So I love like beauty accounts like yours and Hannah English's uh, account is just so, so, so great as well. And I think that that's what's helping us move forward in attitudes towards makeup and skin and how how we look on a daily basis. Oh, thank you, Kate. And I agree. Um, I'm actually talking to Hannah for an episode of Beauty Isolation as well. So, yeah, she's one of my favourites too. Fave, 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 fave. Absolute angel. talked a fair bit already about self-care obviously with the self-care section it being a huge part of that foreign concept to me (laughs) what are you talking about what's self-care is there a particular product or habit that you're using for self-care at the moment yes one of the things i'll you know link back to hannah as well one of the things that i love is that she shares things that are you know people might not associate as part of self-care I love self-care. I love, you know, the Instagram association of self-care. I love that, you know, it's become a thing about putting on a face mask is like a form of self-care because it is. If it's if it's something that makes you feel really, really good, then it's self-care. But that can extend to things um, like, you know, Hannah, Hannah mentioned in a post I saw yesterday, self-care can be something as simple as, you know, taking a walk or, um, you know, taking your medication if that's something that you need to do that is a form of self-care because you're looking after yourself to ensure that you are happier throughout your um throughout your days so for me um self-care is about not putting too much pressure on myself to feel that I need to be doing the most during isolation (laughs) I think some people view isolation I mean, you've probably seen this as well on your Instagram, but there's some people who are literally like going so far towards like the fitness angle and they're literally like, I am going to come out of this fitter and thinner and more toned and, you know, everyone's goal is, you know, each to their own. But for me, I think 
I don't want to put too much pressure on myself to come out of this better or, you know, I don't want to learn a language. If that's something you want to do, that's great. But I don't want to try and optimize my isolation. I saw a really great um, article that Rush did about that. And I think it's really important. So for me, self-care is just about doing what I feel like doing on that day, especially if I'm knowing that it's going to something that's going to give me a little bit of an afterglow later on. So for me, that's exercising. So I love exercising and I try to exercise as frequently as I can. I've been really relying on the Keep It Cleaner app, which I'm just mad for. I've just been obsessed with Laura and Steph's fitness programs for years. I actually signed up to it in 2015 when it was literally just a blog and it was like, yeah, it was so, it was literally like, oh my God, I don't even know, like $10 a month or something like that. But uh, I, I really love their message and I love what they do. And I think that's the perfect app that I've been turning to during isolation for exercise because, you know, they're quick 20 minute workouts. They've also got all these amazing healthy recipes on there and they're really positive. So I find that doing that in the morning is a great way to start my day. And I also have been loving, you know, Pilates workouts and things like that. I haven't been really wanting to do too many high intensity things. And that's cool. Sometimes I hear little thoughts creeping into my head being like, well, you better start sweating because otherwise you're going to put on weight, like you're not going anywhere. And then I say to that voice, shut up. Like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Like your weight is just not important. Just do what makes you feel good. So I try to do a a form of exercise as often as I feel like doing it. And then there are days when I don't feel like doing it as well and being completely accepting of that and just being like, that's just how I feel today. And that's been one of the biggest things for me in in managing how I'm getting through isolation. I love that. Such an important reminder to just listen to your body. Don't force yourself to do what you feel like you should be doing. Do what you can and that's all the all we can do in this time, honestly. Exactly. And I think we have so, there's so much going on in the world. So, so, so much. And there's so many things that are very, very stressful for people. The last thing you need is to be putting this undue extra pressure on yourself because there's already so much stress, you know, especially if you're experiencing skin issues, stressing yourself out about something like exercise is really not going to, is not going to help. You know what I mean? Like there's enough going on. Um, I think just using this time to do what makes you feel good each each day. Is there anything you've developed a bit of a newfound appreciation for, whether that's something that you're missing or something in your routine or life now that you, you just appreciate a little bit more? Yes. Lash <laughs> lifts. Come back. <laughs> I actually, uh, I feel so, so sad without my lash lifts that I usually get from Amy Jean. So I'm really, really missing them. And just, just seeing people is obviously a really big, something I didn't even realise impacted me so much. Have you sort of found that? I've found that like just talking to a friend over FaceTime makes me feel so much better than just talking to them over the phone. It's that human connection thing. And yeah, I found that like I have a newfound appreciation for being able to see and spend time with my friends. Not that I obviously didn't appreciate it before, but it's taken on a new meaning as as also a form of self-care. Yeah, I've absolutely loved that, but I cannot wait to get back and get my lash lifts. I just, you know, I think if you haven't had a lash lift before, like you need to go and get one right now. They're so good because they look really natural and they literally just impact your eyes so much. They just open them right up and they're your natural lashes. They don't like require a lot of upkeep. I miss them so much and I feel like my eyes are just so, my eyelashes are just so short and stumpy without them. So I'll definitely be first in when that happens. (laughs) 
You mentioned before we talked about lipstick being a great mood booster. Is there a particular product or particular lipstick at the moment that is giving you that ultimate mood boost or another product entirely? It's been varying degrees of lip products. So one of the ones I've been really loving at the moment for when I can't be bothered with application is the Ultraviolet Sheen Screen with SPF 50+. I love that one. Um, They recently brought out some new shades and I love the shade Rose. It's just a really nice nudie pinky tint and it just feels so 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 nice very like easy to wear and it doesn't get everywhere so that's a really good one and I'm also when I um have been going for color I absolutely love Chanel's lipsticks um, especially their Rouge Allure Ink Fusion they have a really really beautiful red that I absolutely love Um, I mean I love all of their reds actually but it's just really, really light. So it feels like you're not wearing anything. Like you can literally just pop one little layer on and then it just, it's done. And it, it dries quickly, but um, enough for you to be able to sort of use a little lip brush to quickly perfect it. And I love that. So that's a really quick thing that I can literally put on and then five seconds later, just feel refreshed and boosted. In terms of keeping yourself entertained during quarantine, is there anything good that you're particularly listening to or watching or reading? My girlfriends have a podcast called After Work Drinks, and I absolutely love listening to them. They have introduced a new series called um, After Work Drinks Dinner Parties, where they have a bunch of really fun guests come on and they kind of do a podcast recording over Zoom. And it's been such a, it drops on Saturday as well. So it's been such a fun thing to do on a Saturday night to have a glass of wine and just feels like you're catching up with friends. And they talk about really, really interesting things and also like really (laughs) silly, hilarious things as well. So I've been, you know, really, really enjoying those. I have been reading much more and I really notice a difference. I mean, you're a writer as well. Don't you notice such a difference when you're reading a lot? Your writing's better. I feel like my vocabulary is just so much better than when I'm reading a lot more, especially, you know, fiction and that kind of a thing. I've just started a book called My Dark Vanessa. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was good. It's obviously a bit of a heavier topic. It deals with kind of power dynamics in relationships and things like that. But it was it was gripping. I in, enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy a book that deals with some dark topics. Yes, yes, of course. I've been meaning to get around to it because I know that it touches on some of the themes explored in Lisa Tadeo's Three Women. And I absolutely loved that book. So um, I'm really excited to delve into that. Um, only just started it. Um, I've finally just finished Normal People. I had it there for ages and I had not read it. And I just felt like I was missing out. I thought it was really great. I had also read Conversations with Friends and I I loved that, but I, I didn't like adore it. I thought it was good, but it wasn't like, I, I loved like Three Women far more. I mean, Stan is just great at the moment, but I've also just been re-watching RuPaul's Drag Race is like, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it is um, the most joyful show in the entire world. If I'm ever feeling down, the one show that I will go and watch is RuPaul's Drag Race. And maybe it feeds into the beauty thing, but I just love looking at the different, you know, looks that these amazing amazing people can create and there's always lots of drama and which is obviously you know love that as well but um you know a lot of um, the people featured on the show have really been through some really tough times and they share their stories and I think to be able to do drag is like one of the bravest things that 
you know, you can do. And I just really respect their art and craft and it's just so much fun. So I, yeah, I, I really recommend that to anybody who needs a really quick joy booster. And there's like 12 seasons now. So you literally always have something to watch. The final product on your list is the not necessarily glamorous, but the one that you would trust with your life. So what is that for you in this time? In this time, it would be something as basic as just like my yoga mat, (laughs) just being able to have somewhere to come. And every time I roll it out, I just, you know, no matter what exercise I'm doing, or even if I'm just stretching, my having that there is just such a nice grounding feeling. I've been doing all sorts of different forms of exercise, depending on what I've been feeling like. Um, I've been like yoga nidra, which is essentially just like sleeping. That's a really bad way of explaining it, but it's kind of like sleep yoga. It's like a deep meditation where you just sort of lie there and you lie down and the person walking you through it. So the one that I did was on the Keep It Cleaner app and you basically lie down and the person guiding you talks you through all these different things like, you know, focus on your little finger and then focus on your ring finger. And I remember I was lying there for the first time doing it and I was like, oh God, this is just not going to work. And then I I didn't fall asleep, but I went into this sort of like trance, which is really strange, but it's basically meant to be like a really, really deep form of relaxation where you almost kind of drift off. And so things like that, but, or, you know, maybe I'll do a HIIT workout on it, or maybe I'll just be doing some stretching, but that yoga mat is just something that it is Lululemon. So it's nice, but it's not particularly glam. It's just a nice, nice to have something like that to come back to. And I mean, I would say that also fake tan, but I mean, fake tan's kind of a little bit glam, but the process <laughs> is certainly not glam. But that's something that I just has, I mean, I always fake tan. I fake tan like once a week and I wondered in isolation if it was going to be something that I would want to do because, you know, no one else can see it. But as with pretty much everything in my beauty routine, I've found that it was never about doing it for somebody else. It was always about just doing it for me. So putting on like a fresh coat of fake tan or, you know, quickly applying my makeup makes all the difference in how I feel in that day or even just something simple like washing my hair, which I've been trying to do more often and resist the urge to do dry shampoo. That just makes me feel so much better and ready to tackle anything else that comes with the day, even if it's, you know, stressful news or a really, really particularly hard day with work. It's just been little things like that. Finally, aside from a lash lift, what's the first thing you'll do when normal routine resumes, whatever that normal looks like in one week? finish quarantine? The first thing I will do besides my lash lift, as you mentioned, obviously, I need to do that. I will be going straight home to Melbourne, which is where you are right now. I moved up to Sydney five years ago, nearly, and I really miss Melbourne so much. My whole family's there. It's where I grew up and my brother is in Melbourne. And so we would be isolated anyway, but I think the distance just makes it that little bit harder and kind of not knowing when you're going to be able to see them again. The first thing I'll be doing is heading down there and giving him a really big hug and, you know, maybe spending some time with him for, you know, a week or something like that just to hang out and just talk shit and watch our favourite movies and uh, awful playlists together. Being able to be around loved ones again is just going to be... It's going to be so many lovely reunions, definitely. I know. 
I know it'll be actually, you know, it'll be like that scene in um, Love Actually at the very start where, you know, you just see all these people being reunited with families. That's what it's going to be like. Thank you so much for talking us through your beauty products and beauty reflections. I think there's been so many amazing reality checks and pieces of advice that you've shared with us today. So thank you so much. Oh, Britt, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beauty Isolation with the wonderful Kate. You can find where to follow and read her work, as well as all the products and links that she spoke about in today's episode in the show notes. A reminder that if you enjoyed this episode, please recommend to a friend and subscribe, rate and review if you haven't already. I currently have 98 reviews on Apple Podcasts and I would love to hit the 100 mark before this season is up. So if you enjoy the podcast, it takes just a few seconds to give a star rating and write a review about why you enjoy it. I would really, really, really appreciate it. In the meantime, if you fancy chatting more beauty, you can find me on Instagram at Beauty Island Podcast or my personal beauty account at Brittany Beauty BTS, where I regularly share products I'm loving and talk about all aspects of beauty culture. Or you can sign up to my regular beauty newsletter called It's a Beauty for thoughts and recommendations and essentially a regular beauty column sent straight to your inbox. Thank you and until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>